Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Now You Know. Today's episode is You Reap What You Sow. Now join our a missionary from Kingston, Jamaica on Now You Know as she applies biblical principles to everyday life. I'm your engineer and I'm with you for the next half an hour. Take it away, Nikki. Hi, Etienne. Thank you, Engineer Extraordinaire. And hello, everyone, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us on Now You Know. And today's show is about you reap what you sow, and we're rhyming today. And we're going to learn so much more about reaping and sowing Aren't you excited, Etienne? I'm really excited about this show. I am. Re- I don't I'm know why I'm so excited, excited about this show. I, I'm really excited. I'm usually excited, but no, I'm really excited about this show <laughs> because I've learned so much about reaping and sowing. And it's not about the money part wow. of it. You know, this is not about money because a lot of times we talk about, oh, yes. Yes, sure. You 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 give in the seed money and and you will get so much more, but it's not about that. And so we're going to learn more about what it's about on this show. But before we do anything else, yes, Etienne. Before you go that far, let me just say this real quickly: the terms uh-huh. reaping and sowing are not everyday terms. Those are farm terms. We need to explain what all that means. I'm sure we'll get into that we are later going on. To explain so it. We're ahead. going to explain yes. it, but first we're going to pray exactly. first. Because we exactly. have to pray. That I explain it right. <laughs> but we're going ahead. to pray first. Always important. Because this is also a part of sowing. Because we sow our words onto God. And then we'll reap whatever comes out. Because he listens to our prayers. And he answers. So let's do it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, dear Father, we thank you so much that we have another show here today, Lord God. We thank you for keeping us alive, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for even the bad things in life because you said all things work for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, today we are going to learn more about reaping and sowing, Lord God, and it is your principle. This is a kingdom principle, Lord God, that you have used and you have taught us to use, Lord God. So, Lord, we ask you to let your Holy Spirit just move throughout this program today, Lord God. Let all the words that are spoken glorify you and be your truth, Lord God. Not alternate truth, but your truth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do and all who you are. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. And amen. Okay, Etienne. So, 
you were saying reaping and sowing their farm terms. And basically, it's very similar because Jesus used a lot of parables to actually explain what is happening in the kingdom of God. And so it is important to understand the farm term. Remember last week we spoke about the mustard seed. And because the kingdom of God was likened to the mustard seed, and it's one of the smallest seeds that you can find, but it grows one of the biggest trees. Now, when you Mm -hmm. sow that you put in the ground that small seed and that sowing, but when it grows and you take off the mustard from the tree, those seeds, then that is reaping. And it's right. similar. It is very similar in everyday terms. For instance, if you are an unfriendly person, which you aren't, but if you were an unfriendly person, and okay. you, you're like, oh, no one's been my friend. I don't understand why I don't have friends. Like, duh. That's because you aren't friendly. (laughs) You expect to have lots of friends and you aren't friendly. Oh, no one wants to be around me. Really? You're unfriendly. So you are sowing unfriendliness. And so you're reaping lack of friendship. You know? So it's whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. If you expect to pass a test and... You don't study. Then what you've put in is what you get out. You more than likely won't but pass the test unless you are a genius. Has so another analogy. Need... Uh huh. I'm sorry. Analogy from yeah, computer go right work. Ahead. Garbage, garbage in, garbage out. The computer will only exactly. put out what you put into it. Exactly. Exactly. And that is reaping and sowing. And Mm -hmm. here is a Bible verse. I really love this Bible verse. Actually, it's two Bible verses. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And that's deep. Because basically what it is saying is that if we are sowing things that it's all about us, it's just to please us, it's, it's about mm-hmm. me. I have an example. I was in graduate school. I went to graduate school in Pittsburgh, and this was winter and it was cold. I wasn't a Christian at this time. But I grew up in a Christian home, so if something is going wrong, I probably, you know, go to the Bible or find something Christian on television to watch to see if I, if it can help me in some way. Because I'm always about my benefits at that point. And it, I needed gas. I need, it's a lot of money for gas during winter. We need to pay for gas so that we can get, you know, the, the heat going. Mm-hmm. So... I turned on the television and they said 
something like seventy something dollars. You sent some seventy something dollars, and you 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 sow this, and you will get tenfold. So I was like counting. I'm like tenfold. That's nearly eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I can do something with eight hundred dollars. So I scraped <laughs> up all I had, and I sent mm-hmm. it to them. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited. <laughs> I didn't get mm-hmm. any money back. I'm expecting tenfold because I figured I made an investment. I sowed that seed, so I expected to get money out of it, and I didn't. That is because I was sowing to the flesh, because I wasn't pleased in God. You know, God talks about a giver yes. who who yes. should be cheerful. Actually, in Corinthians, Second Corinthians, it says each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under mm-hmm. compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And it says, and mm-hmm. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, I wasn't even trying to abound in good work. I just needed to get my stuff done, and it was all about me. <laughs> and so yes. if it's all about me, I'm sowing to the flesh. Now, if you're talking about sowing to, uh, to please the Spirit, what if someone is in need? And I may not have a lot, but I give all I can give, and I'm so happy that I have this, whatever it is, to give to this person that it, it, it gives me joy. And now yes. that is pleasing to the Spirit. That is sowing in to, to the Spirit because there are two different motives. So, the reaping and sowing is actually a matter of the heart. It is not actually the physical thing that you give, but it's your heart. And, you know, whatever comes from the heart will come out of you. A lot of times, you know, there are people in church, and, you know, they like to give, whether it's to a building fund. And when they give to the building fund, they want their plaque up to say it is from them or or they want yeah. a plaque on the seat. It could be on the wall. It could be on the seat. But it's not about that. You know, you should be giving. The, the Bible says you don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing or the other way around, vice versa. But mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. is you need to give from the heart. You must give because joyfully and you want to please God and you want to build his kingdom. We spoke about God's kingdom last week and you know it's building his kingdom you know so I, I, I get concerned when people are talking about sowing and reaping because a lot of times you'll hear a lot of pastors talking about sowing seed money and getting all this this money back and sometimes there are people in their congregations who aren't really reaping the benefits they expect to reap because we have kind of manipulated that Bible verse. We have turned it around so that it suits us. And then again, that is sowing in the flesh. So so we need to be very careful about what we are doing. Yes, you're going to say something again? Uh Uh-huh. 
Even Jesus himself recognized it with the Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees, yeah. not all, some of them wanted the position they had of wearing the fancy garments, yeah. getting the best seats when they go to a wedding reception, people recognize them in public, and getting the, the privileges, the benefits of having the position. And Jesus said to them, that rabbi or, or, or high priest for, they're there to serve people. And this exactly. is what goes back into psychology about extractive values. You do something because you do it from your heart. That's extractive. Yes. You do something to do it. I'll give money so people give me a plaque. I'll buy a raffle so that I can win the car. Not that I'm going to give money to help the church build or school or whatever it is the church is going to build. That's what we're talking about, reaping and so on. Now, you see, exactly. I use non-form language, but we're talking about the same thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> we're talking about the same thing, and, and you are so right. And let me add to what you yes. said, too, because you, you were talking about the Pharisees and how they give. I remember Jesus was yes. in the temple one day. And they're the Pharisees, yes. and he's like, look at them. They're just giving, they're holding up their hands, and they're, they're going in front, and they're making a big deal about what yes. they are giving. But they have a lot to give, yes. you know. Yes. But they're not even giving all they have. They're just giving some of what they have and making a big deal about it. But here comes the widow, and she gives all she yes. has. And she, yes. she, he, and she was, was who Jesus said was, doing what was right that that you know she was giving all she had and she wasn't trying to be like oh look at me you know i'm doing all this i'm giving all i have to god but she did it humbly yes and humility is a part of sowing to the uh to the spirit also and and if we look at jesus i am sorry you want to say something etienne i just wanted to add everything that jesus said he said do it with humility Humility, yes. humility. Oh, I can't spit the word out. Yes, and yes. I find that is you, a thing. Yes, we don't get greedy. Yes. We don't get jealous. We don't get angry. We don't get into fights when we are humble. When we humble, exactly. we humble ourselves. I know. I okay. wish I had more, but this is the most I have. Let me deal with it. Go with that. I don't need to have sixty-five dollars. Spend a twenty-five dollar exactly. pair of shoes would do me just fine. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. And I love that you're bringing these up because now I'm searching. You have me searching for Bible verses because you, you talked about <laughs> the servant. <laughs> I yes. love it because I love getting yes. into the Bible. I really do. And today it's about okay. getting into the Bible and finding these things out. Yes. It says, just, it's Matthew twenty twenty eight. just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom oh, for many. So, and he yes. said before that, exactly. whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. You know, so the Pharisees were doing something opposite of what God would, would want. Yes. You know, it's not, that's not about his kingdom. It's about serving. And so, you know, he also spoke about wh- whatever, since they've gotten their praises and everything here on earth, they, they don't have anything to get in heaven. But the person who does their their stuff in humility and in secret, they will be repaid in heaven. So we need to understand that 
we need to look at our hearts and see what we are doing and our motives. Because, yes, you know how many people do the right thing with the wrong motives? Yes, they're giving to the poor. Let me give an example. Um, okay. Going downtown uh, Kingston and doing ministry in the inner city, I've learned a lot. Uh, folks okay. came up to me not trusting me because I said I was a Christian and I'm, I'm going to bring the word of God to them. And I, I'm not only supposed to bring the word of God to them, I'm supposed to live the word of God before them. But they didn't understand me at first because they said that, a lot of times Christians come down there and they're big Christian people, you know, I guess pastors that they know and stuff. And they come down and they don't give to the people. But it seems every, every or if they do give something, they expect a lot of praises. So it's about them getting the accolades for whatever yeah. is done for the people. And the, the people see values. that. Yes, yes. because they, they're yes. saying that you know, they're, they've been taken advantage of. And yes. that is not what God's kingdom is about. You know, we're supposed to yeah, help they, people. So they, they, we're supposed to be there for people. We're supposed to serve them, not for them to serve us. And, you know, I, I, I just love it when I see a pastor. When, and my pastor is like that. I go to Swallowfield Chapel in Jamaica, and I'm so thankful for my pastor because I see how humble he is. And, you know, people are in line for food or something like that. And he'll just wait. He's not going to push himself forward. And he doesn't expect someone to come and serve him. You know, if other people are in line, then he will be in line too. You know, and it's not because he's a pastor of the church, but it's because a pastor is shepherding his people and he serves them. He serves the the people. So they go ahead and he is just like everyone else because he's showing and he's modeling servanthood and because the leader is a greater servant. And even the word minister means servant and prime minister is the first servant. You know, he's a person who is supposed to, he or she is supposed to serve first. So we need to really, really look at what we are doing in our lives especially when it comes to sowing and reaping. In Hosea 8, 7, it says, They sow the wind and weep the whirlwind. You know, because they're, they're, what they're doing is they're doing things for themselves. It's, it's all about them. They're vain. They're about, it's about their vanity. But it's not yes. about the Spirit of God. You know, they were greedy, and you, you were mentioning some of these before. They were greedy. They were prideful. They were doing, they, they, they were in sexual immorality. They were doing all these things that were against God. And so they yes. got the wrath of God in the whirlwind. The whirlwind is the wrath of God because he gets angry at, at times. If we are not doing what he tells us to do, then he will get angry, just like any normal father who loves his children because he wants us to be on the right path. So we need to be very careful what we are doing. And we need to ask, are we sowing in love or are we sowing in greed? Yes, Etienne. I'd like to add this. Even Jesus Christ himself got very angry when the people decided to use 
at the marketplace. Boy, oh boy, oh yes. boy, did Jesus get angry. He came in yes. there and he turned the place upside down. This is the house oh, of yes. prayer. They oh, yes, they didn't make much money that day, let me tell you. <laughs> they lost money. <laughs> they lost money that day, <laughs> you know. They they reaped what they sowed. And, yes. you know, at this point, yes. I'd like to invite our listeners to call in at 657-683-1766. That's 657-383-1766. And you can comment okay. on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash you can't say you never knew. That Facebook page. <laughs> The Facebook page, facebook.com backslash, you can't say you never knew, and now you know. <laughs> now you know. And so, Etienne, let me, do you know the story wait, of wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Before you something else, please, for the audience to be aware of. This show, Rise to Shine Radio, is listened to around the world. Let me give you some of the statistics. I'm really okay. impressed. In the last in the last thirty people have listened to all the shows we have on Rise to Shine, including our show today. Yes. In the last year and almost two years now, July will be two years, I have two thousand three hundred and twenty listeners. And what country are you coming from? Well of course Sweden including Norway, Denmark, wow. and the Scandinavian yes. countries. Norway, Denmark, the and... The Scandinavian uh, countries, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, from United Kingdom. We have people from Germany, from Chis, the Czech Republic. In Africa, we have uh, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa. In the Middle East, we have Saudi Arabia. These are people wow. listening to us that we didn't listen to us. Pakistan. They're not a Christian country, but nevertheless, we have people listening to us. Amazing. India. Amazing. Vietnam. We're reaching every pa- part of the world. Everybody. That's what God told us to do. That's what Jesus Australia, sent us to do. Canada, and of course, and the Virgin Islands. And Jamaica. And Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica, me tired. <laughs> we just have Vietnam. to do that. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to talk about Ruth. She's a foreigner in the Bible. Well, let me read this. You know, no points today, but we're getting into the Bible and we're reading a story about Ruth and we can see where this reaping and sowing is getting done right here in the story. Uh, It's Ruth 2 and we're starting at verse 2 and it says, And Ruth, the Moabites, said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, Who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She's the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the fields and has remained here from morning till now. 
except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. Now you, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Now I'll stop there, but this is one of my favorite romance novels in the Bible because Ruth goes on to marry Boaz. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the, the beginning of the story of Ruth, Ruth's husband died. Now, Naomi is the mother of Ruth's husband. She had two children, two, two, two sons, and the sons died. One was married to Ruth and one was married to another Moabite. Now, Naomi's husband also dead. She's just distraught. She has no one to take care of her. So she's in Moab, and she says she's going to go back to her own land. But the two daughters said they would follow her daughter-in-laws, and she said, no, 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 I I don't have any more sons that you could marry. So after a while, the other daughter-in-law said, okay, she'll stay in Moab. But Ruth followed her mother-in-law all the way. And I was speaking to my neighbor about this, and she said, can you imagine these two women walking all this way. You never know what is going on because there are robbers along the way. There are people who could take advantage of them along the way, but they traveled all that distance. Ruth went with her. Ruth did not know where she was going. She went there, and she went into the fields because back in those days, when they harvested, they left some behind for those who were poor so that they could come and pick up grain behind them so that they could have some food. Isn't that wonderful? And so they Wonderful. went. Those are yes, farmers. it is. And we should see reaping and sowing. Reaping and sowing. That, yes. that is what you do because they're leaving behind so that others can have. And yes. so that's why Ruth ended up in Boaz's field. And Ruth did not realize that Boaz was actually related to Naomi. So she could end up marrying Boaz even though there is someone else in line, because back in those days, it's the next male in line. But Boaz worked that out, and he married Ruth. And Jesus came from the line where Ruth was from, because he was a son of David, who was the grandson of Ruth. You know, of Ruth. Can you imagine? So just what she did, just following her mother-in-law all that way and working to help her mother-in-law gave her blessings not only in her life, 
but she gave other generations to generations after because Jesus came from her line. And what is the greatest blessing in the world is what is Jesus coming to this earth and dying on the cross for us. You know, so yes. when we when we sow, it's not only us who will reap, but generations after will reap. So we we'll also benefit. must be careful. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yes, well, that is. is very amazing. Very amazing. And so I Let just want something. people to... Uh-huh. I'd like to add something. Another yes. form term. Sheaf. Sheaves. I was saying sheep when the song uh, bringing in the sheaves. But I found out the word sheep <laughs> is a form term. Means the leftover harvests. The harvest products put the into a bundle. That can be carried. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes, the green. Okay, we yes. need to know that. Ah, we're learning. See, look at uh, that. Yes. I'm not a farmer, but I'm learning. Uh, but you're, but you're learning, and this is what they do. Yes. And they would go yes. out, and whatever is left over, they would take because that yes. was a part of their culture. And can you imagine if we exactly. did this to each yes. and every person that we showed oh, generosity wow. to everyone, how we spoke to each other, we kind like sorry, yes. how we speak to each yes. other, being kind, yes. and instead yes. of being rude, like why are you doing this, and then so someone is going to get upset, and they will in turn. Answer Nikki, in a rude way, you know. Oh, we have thirty seconds. We have to go now. It goes so fast at the end. So, just join us yes. next week yes. and remember, you reap what you sow, and now you know. Thanks, Etienne. Now you know. You're welcome, Nikki. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Take so care. Next week, Until next week. Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ, I'm the King.